Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 238 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, everyone. Happy 2021. Uh, is it? Is it happy? Yeah, it's not going so great so far, it's, is it? It's a bit, it's a bit chaotic. I, I liken it to, uh, this is the end, um, you know, when like there's fire and brimstone. That's that's pretty much what it's like. Michael Sarah getting impaled with a what was it? A lamp? Yes, a street lamp, and finding his phone. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hopefully uh, we can provide you guys with some distraction. Yes, over the next half an hour to approximately forty-five minutes, uh, we've got plenty to talk about. We're going to be running through our expectations for 2021 in a video gaming sense relating to Final Fantasy, but also talking about some of the games that we're personally looking forward to outside of the franchise. There are some. We're also going to talk through our back catalogue of things that we got over the Christmas period that we still have not had the chance to play. And who knows if we'll get to play them this year? Who knows? <laughs> we'll try. We'll try our best. Mm. Before we do, though, it's time to run through our patrons, And we're going to start off with Lewis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Drunken Vieira. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Traubman at Akira Namejin. Miles Ribbons. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Thurin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes 22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Ryzen. Sam Ennis. Chris Willis. Fayez Bilal. Joshua Johnson at The Cancer Bus. Freya Stella. Lauren Luscombe. Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA. Marco Lulu. And Timmy Turner's Babysitter. Yay! Thank you guys, Thank so, you guys much. so much. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about our expectations for 2021. And mm. we did produce a video about this that was more factual in terms of this is what's going to happen. And there were some very small predictions layered in there. This is going to be our extended uncut thoughts about mm. about much of what's going to be happening this year. So we're going to kick things off starting with Final Fantasy 16, and then we're going to go on to 7 Remake. There's been some new news that's just come out about the 7 Remake, new news. Um, which is going to be really cool to talk about. Um, but for 16, obviously this year they've said they're going to be revealing a lot more information about the game. Uh, Yoshida at the end of last year when talking to pretty much every... They always do their like year-end interview things where they say, here's the... 100 top developers in japan let's hear their thoughts what's a keyword for next year what are you planning and stuff and they always put out these cryptic messages um yoshida said that next year or this year is going to be the busiest year of his career he's been in the gaming industry for a long time mm. and if this year is going to be the busiest year then there's going to be a lot of stuff happening mm. part of that obviously is that they are releasing we presume the next Final Fantasy fourteen expansion, and obviously, normally when they would do that, it's a stressful time anyway. Mm -hmm. This year, they have to contend with the the pandemic and all of the issues that have related to them trying to figure out how to continue working on the game remotely. So that's going to have its challenges. But yeah, obviously, sixteen. He's been talking numerous times about how they're going to be releasing news. Um, other people in the company have been talking about how. They're going to be releasing news for the game this year. And based on what he said last year, after the trailer dropped about how, you know, the game is a lot further along than people expect, I'd imagine that this year is going to be like a really big 
a big year for 16. I don't know if it's going to release this year. I would really love it if it did, but it could come out next year. But we're not going to have to wait ridiculous amounts of time, I don't think. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to more information on it. Um, I'm hoping that Yoshida is going to like, well, maybe not Yoshida, but like (laughs) the director. uh, Takai. Takai, yeah, that uh, they sort of give it the same oomph that they've been giving Final Fantasy XIV with like the letters from the producer or some kind of equivalent type thing. Um, It would be, yeah, it should be really cool. Um, I have a feeling they are going to integrate the two. Mm. So it could be... A bit like Tabata's active time report. Yeah, where he talked about Type 0, he talked about uh, 15. He basically talked about anything that his business division was working on or was related to anything he did Mm. in those news bulletins. And I think we've kind of seen it happen already because during the Tokyo Game Show, Yoshida had a Final Fantasy XIV segment that he did with uh, Saito and Yokotaro. And that's where he started talking about 16. I think it's just naturally going to come up. Whenever mm. he's talking about 14, people are always going to be wanting to hear about 16 as well. Yeah. So yeah, it may be something that they integrate into it because it's also a good cross-promotional tool for them. Yeah. So many people will be tuning into the live letters to hear about 14. And if he can talk to them about 16 and get them excited about that game too, that mm. seems like a really smart idea. Yeah. Double the amount of promotion and stuff. It's exactly. Fine. Um. And yeah, like, who knows what they're going to show, though. Obviously, we're going to want to learn more about the the cast of characters. At the moment, we only know three. Mm-hmm. And we know it's going to be a lot more expansive than that. But I think the real burning question that I want answered is going to be around the gameplay. Is it going to be a Devil May Cry 5 single-player style experience? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a wider party-shifting mechanic like we saw with the 7 Remake? I I really hope that my fears aren't realized and that it's going to be a completely separate battle system unlike anything we've ever seen before and that they can integrate with what they did with the 7 Remake and and build on that. But who knows? But I, I think that's like the real thing that I'm, I'm wanting to learn more about. And I think from a lore story perspective, I'm kind of okay to stay in the dark around that. I... I know they have a tendency to to try and reveal too much to try and get people excited. And from our position, it's quite difficult because normally I would switch off Mm. and I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. But we don't really have too much of that luxury. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's a thing. Like, it's just... I mean, I'm comfortable with it. I don't really care about spoilers and stuff. I'm, you know me, I, I, I like all that stuff. But yeah, for... When you don't like it being in the sort of journalistic aspect of what we do, it's it's uh, difficult to ignore. Like I know when uh, they were we doing... We could just not talk about yeah, it. And, we like, could never talk, talk about, about it ever again. No, it doesn't exist. Sorry. It's just hard because like when I remember when they did Advent Children and like when, when they did uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two, I... I wanted to be surprised by the characters that were coming back. I didn't... But they announced every single person. And it was like, yeah, Snow's, Sars, whatever, they're all coming back. I think it would have been really cool to be surprised by them mm. and not known they were going to be there or where they were going to come up and stuff. But they just, they can't help themselves because that's the draw, isn't it? Yeah. They knew they had to talk about those characters because otherwise people might not be interested in playing the game. Mm. And I feel as though it's going to be something similar with this one because they're going to have to get people excited about it. Um, So they're probably going to reveal quite a lot of the icons. They're going to reveal 
probably the entire playable cast, um, the the antagonist. Although with with fifteen, they didn't really reveal the antagonist, if you remember, mm-hmm. because I remember when we were doing the review, we couldn't say that Arden was the main bad guy. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't they reveal anything. They hadn't revealed that, and they kind of revealed the um the hierarchy chart when we first sort of looked when we they were first like announcing things i think arden might have been on that chart i think he was but we probably couldn't say that he was the final boss or anything but um but yeah like they didn't really delve too much into it and like i remember trying to think like will Vista, uh was it Vistal or whatever his yeah. name was would um, he have Idolus. A, a, I don't like would they have bigger roles because of like how they're bigging them up and stuff they had that whole FMV sequence of Vistal coming towards us with like the uh the uh, troops, all, the behind, troops yeah. all behind him and stuff it looked very cool um and then it 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 kind of not it didn't happen but we got episode pronto with him but yeah Either way, um, yeah. So we we didn't really get we didn't really get an insight like we we had um, Arania because we were just like Arania, sorry, because we were just like, oh, she's cool, dragoon lady, With her ridiculous name. Yeah, I still can't pronounce it right, man. It's just gone. Arania Highwind, the twenty whatever it is. she had the Roman numerals yeah. as well and everything. Yeah. yeah, everything. But yeah, I mean, like if we're revisiting history, like. I do kind of hope they don't say, or I almost kind of hope they, they, maybe it would be better if they were more upfront with it. Because I feel like because they were so vague about everything, we all made assumptions over what, what it meant. I think it was difficult with 15 as well, though, because there was that really long time period and Mm -hmm. people obviously had those expectations about even versus 13 and what was going to happen and like what kind of character Noctis is going to be, how he's going to react to Gladiolus and and Ignis and Prompto. And Arden was obviously introduced as one of the the latter protagonists, antagonists. He could be a protagonist. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, like we didn't really even know that much about the Niflheim Empire until really soon uh, before the game, well, really close to release. Yeah, but I, th- I guess with this one, I feel as though um, I well, it's going to be interesting because Yoshida. There was that quote that we put in the video where he basically said that he knows that trailer wasn't that great, mm-hmm. and he knows that like the response to it also wasn't that great mm-hmm. because he saw the comments of people talking about like oh, this game isn't coming for ages. And they and they put out that trailer to, to kind of shut people up, essentially, that, you know, this isn't just some CG trailer. We've actually shown you gameplay, in-game stuff. It's 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 far along. But he he because they did that, mm. they couldn't show off, like, the really cool, like, um, narrative visuals that you'd see in a CG trailer. Like, yeah. you watch the reveal trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like they know what they're doing. Yeah. They really hype it up, make it look amazing. They tell you a small story in the trailer. They don't really tell you anything about the game. Mm-hmm. They tell you about the setting and the world and they get people excited about the potential that the mm-hmm. game holds. And then obviously it's down to them to deliver that afterwards. And more often than not, you know, like they're not going to match it one for one, but it's it's generally close-ish in mm-hmm. terms of like, living out the fantasy that the initial trailer delivers yeah 
whereas you know with with 16 they didn't want to do that but now they're kind of they've got ground to make up in terms of getting people excited that that naturally wouldn't be excited i guess that's mm. the thing like you know the people that are listening to this you guys a lot of you are probably just automatically excited about the game like we are because it is final fantasy 16 yeah and we obviously are always looking forward to the next major uh, step in the franchise because many of us have been with the franchise for a long time and we always have that optimism because each game is a new beginning mm-hmm. we don't know what it's going to be like it could be the best game we've ever played much like it was when we were playing the games in the earlier series like I never had any idea what I was going to go into playing eight or nine or 10 or, or 12 or 13 or 15 or any of them. Yeah. But like some of them had profound impact on me, some of them less so, but it's kind of like, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? 16 could be an amazing game. We don't know. We don't know anything about it. And this year from the sounds of it is going to be that year where they basically convince us that this is the game we have to play more than anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how they're going to do it. I know, I know. I'm so looking forward to it. You sound it. I am. <laughs> I, there's not much you can say. It's the it's the age old issue. Is that there's just not that much you can really it's, say. It's Lauren it. projecting her reaction face in vocal form. Mm. But yes. Um, but then also we have more information possibly on Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. Although Kitase said, like, don't expect too much. But, Mm. like, you know, it's... There's bound to be something. Like, maybe... Whenever they say these things, it's always hard. Because, like, uh, Nomura has gone in the record in the past saying, like, oh, next year's going to be really big for the 7 remake. We're going to show some stuff. And then nothing ever materializes. Mm. And then they've also had the things where they're like, oh, nothing's really going to happen. And then, bam, here's a massive teaser trailer before the big reveal before E3. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's always hard to read them in terms of like what they're saying like Kitaze's comments are always so cryptic mm-hmm. even even the one he did where it was like you know this year the story will be connected and like we're going to start seeing how the seven remake universe is really going to expand but i don't even know where it's going to go how do you not know where it's going to go you're the executive <laughs> producer on the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> like Obviously, like, I'd like to think he has some kind of idea about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But, like, you know, the big news that we we teased at the beginning is that they've just uh, basically trademarked two new things which are clearly related to the 7 remake. Mm -hmm. The first is the name Ever Crisis, and the second is the name The First Soldier. I just want to say... I think that they made a mistake already because I think Endless Crisis sounds a that lot better. That was the name than, I always thought That's they should... what I think that I think that sounds way better than Ever Crisis. Final Fantasy 7 Ever Crisis. Final no, it would certainly be Ever Crisis Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, Endless Crisis Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, I think Endless Crisis sounds a lot cooler. But yeah, anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting. Um, I mean... Well, we know nothing other than no, the fact that those trademarks have been they've filed. Been, they've been filed. Um, so who knows what's going to happen. The first soldier, um, I mean, everybody's pretty much saying it's probably going to be... Uh, they assume that it might be something about Sephiroth. I'm wondering if they will include Genesis and Angeal in something uh, of that, because obviously they were all 
kind of of the same time. So anything with Sephiroth is going to have to include Angeal and Genesis. Yeah, I mean, even though we know bits about Sephiroth, Angeal and Genesis's backstories, we don't know too much. Like, we don't really know when the soldier program was initiated. Which is why it would be interesting. How long they were soldiers for. Like, like Sephiroth's, we've never seen Sephiroth's growth into into soldier we've only ever seen him as the hero there were little bits of it within before before crisis Mm. uh, before um but nothing before the wutai war yeah so we don't really know what happened before then and we only know really snippets of what happened during the wutai war Mm. because crisis core picks up when it's ending and that would be interesting as well because like the wutai war was so such a huge event in Final Fantasy VII's history. And And in the remake, they kept pushing it way more than they did in the first game. I think that that will probably be a big set piece if they do do a game like this. That would be a huge set piece in in the game. Yeah, I I guess it's what type of game it's going to be, though. So Mm. like two, three years ago, actually, it might have been four years ago now, when they were doing the 30th anniversary celebration, Katarze said that they were um, looking to replicate or learn from what happened with final fantasy 15 mm-hmm. and obviously 15s um they had some hits and misses they released lots of mobile games justice monsters 5 king's knight a new empire mm. um and you know it, as much as we deride those games they made them a lot of money mm-hmm. and especially new empire is one of the most successful game mobile games in history in terms of revenue generation i think it generated well over half a billion dollars mm. and you know they they have to be looking at that thinking that they can tap into it and and you know for for square's business model now you look at their financial reports the mobile division is by far the most profitable followed by then the mmo division and then the gaming the like the kind of triple a gaming division as mm. as a hit and miss as to whether or not it's going to be profitable mm. so our prediction four years ago was that they would expand the seven the new seven universe with a mobile game it it seems logical mm-hmm. they've done g bike in the past they've done other things obviously crisis core was a mobile game too um so it seems logical as to whether not whether any of these are going to be mobile games who knows like they could be anything it, it may not even be related to a game it could be completely something else it could be a red herring it does happen they could be a book yeah, I mean, like, you know, I always think back to when they did um, Versus 13 and Agato 13, and then they had Heresis 13 as well. Mm-hmm. That never went anywhere. Yeah. There's a good chance that these are just, they, I mean, they could be messing with us. Mm. Who knows? But probably not. But yeah. But it probably will be something. But like, they just registered, uh, I think, Chocobo Grand Prix as well as another trademark. Um, who knows? Like, it could be things that they are planning on doing. They never go anywhere. Mm. Um, I, I mean, the speculation online is that, yeah, it's probably going to be some kind of mobile game. Uh, it could be a DLC expansion for the 7 remake. It also, uh, as we, I think, did you mention that it's going along the lines of the alphabet theory? Yeah. Well, we kind of said it in the beginning, but yeah, yeah. like A, B, C, D, E, and then F for first soldier. Yeah. it's It's interesting, but I also... I am. I, I can't get over my worry. Mm. Fine, like Square Enix have have never proven that they can create a successful universe that makes mm. sense and is well written. Every single time they've done it with the Final Fantasy franchise, it's generally ended up 
as a bit of a car crash. Yeah, in some cases. I mean, I think Before Crisis was one of the best ones that they did. Um, I think, like, there's, um, even with, like, the Kingdom Hearts franchise, if we're looking at Nomura's thing, like, there's quite a few games in there that are that are decent. Like, I love three, uh, uh, sorry, um, Dream Drop Distance I love, and uh, Birth by Sleep is great. Like, there's some really good games in the sort of... Um, side games that they have and like how they've built out the characters um and yeah like they have shimmers of it i I think they've been a lot more successful with like final fantasy 7 than they have been with any of the other ones which is kind of a Um, shame because it was the first one and you think they'd get better yeah um but like yeah i mean but even final fantasy 7 like crisis core was a good game um but it wasn't like as good as the original i mean but uh, well, there's some people who f- who feel very passionately about it and and really. Like, do I think people assume. like the ending. It's this. Mm. It's the story that really gets them. Like the soundtrack. They love. Decent. They love uh, Zach as well. Yeah. It, it was just kind of like a. It was almost a little bit like a love, like a love letter to Before the series. Before Crisis was was okay. I mean, mm. it was an early mobile phone game, so it's very limited in what it offers. Yeah, and like a lot of us couldn't play it and because it was only in Japan. Advent Children is is 100% fan service, but yeah. then, I mean, does it really have much in terms of an actual, as an and, actual standalone film? Probably no. not. And Dirge of Cerberus is, is very much a... Um, guilty pleasure game i'd Mm. say it's got a good story but not much else going for it yeah yeah no but i really do think like there there could be a really good opportunity here for them i I hope so because like final fantasy 7 is a great universe Mm -hmm. and if they can build it out in a way that makes sense and isn't isn't seen as capitalizing i I think that's the thing that really worries me that Mm. they're just going to pump things out without really caring too much about the quality because they think it's going to make them some money yeah like if they if they want to release games in a new universe around the seven remake or or other properties then then it needs to be done so with a purpose yeah but i get the feeling that ever since like yuichi wada implanted this this nugget of information inside the brains of kitaze and they just have not known how to control themselves with it. And it's just like <laughs> yeah. every single thing needs to have 50 billion properties because that's how you market the game and you get people interested and people will just buy it no matter what because they are, they care about it. But it does, if it's not good quality, then it does have a detrimental impact on the brand yeah. over time. So like, yeah, like they would be silly <laughs> not to produce other properties around it because it's their biggest thing and they need yeah. to try and get people interested. But I mean, that's the whole Kataze. The original quote was him saying, I need to find a way as the executive producer of getting people to remain interested in the seven remake between launches. Mm. That's it. That's the dilemma they have to solve. And so they're going to pump out stuff to try and solve that, to keep people connected mm. with the seven remake and get them excited about what's to come. But I'm, I have to say, I'm, I am a little bit worried Mm. about what it is that we're going to see <laughs> <laughs> because they're they have been very hit and miss and you know you could say also that you are forever in crisis yeah and and uh one of us is going to have to be the first soldier that attempts to tackle what's ahead of us mm. yay i think we worked that in pretty well mine was bad 
Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Daryl. We can forgive you. But yes, I mean, in terms of other stuff that's sort of on the horizon because we can't really talk too much about what's going on with Final Fantasy because there's not really that much information. No, I mean, wise. there's always just rumors coming yeah. out. I mean, like, yeah. like, But there's no point. Like, until we know for sure, it's just no point. But um, one thing I will say, and I'll start off with it because we didn't put it in the list, freaking Mass Effect. Mass Effect Legacy Edition. Yeah. I want to play through that again. I really do. I love Garrus. I love Femship. I need my Rex fix. Like, I just, oh, I love that game so much. If you guys have not played a Mass Effect, because there, there might be quite a few Final Fantasy, like new Final Fantasy comers who were maybe too old or too young, sorry, to too play. Old. Too, yeah, old too old to old. play games. Too old. Too young Pack to play. Up, <laughs> Too young to have played the original Mass Effect and stuff because, like, it was on. They came out. Uh, well, we have like it on 2007? the Xbox. Did they re-release it? I think 2007. Mm. But it is like if you want a game that just has such a great lore. It was 2007. Look at that. Like Final Fantasy. Like this game is just excellent it's really it's also great. like really weird when you think about these franchises because like mass effect was was good in terms mm. of sales but it wasn't like massively selling franchise mm. i think maybe the best game in the series i think two sold maybe like six or seven million copies which is still a lot yeah like but you know you look at when you compare it to the now. witcher 3 which is insane in terms of sales yeah but then I guess like it is such a different time now. Like I feel like games have grown so significantly since then, particularly with like social media and people wanting to share their their love for the games and stuff. Like it's it's become a different beast. I feel like if the same game had released now, like a new IP like this, and but with like today's standard, I think people would. I think it would do a lot better. Cause it is interesting that there's not really any there's not really any games that I can think of, like AAA games that I can think of at the moment that are in the same type of universe. Cause Cyberpunk is like Cyberpunk. And um you know, you have a lot of high fantasy and like period ones, but and there's not space, really yeah. There's not really a lot of space ones. And it, it's weird that like space is always the one that kind of gets, kind of gets, um, I don't know, tossed aside a bit. Cause like everybody loves World of Warcraft, but like we have our token few who are proud Starcraft, Starcraft friends. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it's not. It's not as gritty and like sex focused as The Witcher, but it's it's like still a fantastic series. I mean, it's always strange to me that given given the the universes of say like Star Wars and Star Trek, mm, that I guess you do have that. Yeah. They've never really outside of like the, there's MMOs for Star Wars and Star Trek, um, and there was Knights of the Old Republic. They've never really ventured into the RPG space, even though mm. it feels like that would that would be such a good strong 
space for them yeah. to go into. Duh, you did just have squadrons, didn't you? But yeah, like like original IPs. Well, most most of the Star Wars stuff though is action. Mm. It's always like action games because you had squadrons. There was. Um, Fallen Order the year before. Mm. Uh, they do like strategy games and stuff. There but, like, is the I one that's like Star um, Wars RPG. Wasn't there the one where you could like choose whether or not you were the dark or the light side? What was that one? Um, I don't play a lot. Oh, there's the, the Force Awakens. Yeah, wasn't wasn't that like a was that like an a uh, again an RPG? action game? Mm. They're, they're, they're typically the Star Wars games that are released these days are action games. You got like Battlefront as well, which mm. is first person shooter. Like, but they don't really do any, like, some, the PC games I guess that's the thing, they, like, kind of more. figure, like, people just want to be, people just want to be all-powerful Jedi. They just think, like, uh, let me just be the crazy person with the lightsaber and own everybody. Nobody wants to see this sort of, like, building up. No. I'm not that great of a Jedi. Okay, I'm a really cool Jedi. But it would be really cool, though. You can have, like, a Jedi, uh, like, party and stuff. and You could train with Yoda. Yeah, like, because that, that would be really cool, right? So, like, let's let's say you had your party set up was that you had, like, a Jedi or two, like a Padawan Jedi who's, like, improving his skills. Mm. You could have, like, um, some other... You could have, like, an android in your team. You could have You a could have the Hunter. Jedi Academy as, like, your base, like, type thing where you yeah. just keep checking in. There's plenty of people that could be party members. Like it could even, even work well with the Mandalorian. Given them all the ideas. Yeah, it could work well with the Mandalorian. It's, it's a weird one to me. Yeah, like there haven't really been too many. I mean, even action RPGs. I guess Fallen Order maybe had a bit of. Mm. I, I don't know. I haven't played it, but they just kind of have a one-track mind with it, don't they? Probably because they just think that all their fans want is action. Yeah, yeah, but like I think something like that, like a well-crafted RPG for um. Star Wars would really. I feel like Star Trek it would probably really be a bit well. more complicated. Yeah, but like there are lots of different weapons and stuff you could put in there, and all the different species have like their strengths or weaknesses. You could do like Deep Space Nine Simulator. <laughs> like that would be amazing, wouldn't it? You own your own space station. But like, yeah, like all the different races. Like you get, you could have a Klingon your party. There's <gasps> a battle. You could get invaded. Like one of the things could be you get invaded by the people who say like um. We like to make things go. We like to make things go. Like, that would be so cool. Could you imagine it? Like, can we have, like, theme hospital, but theme Star Trek? <laughs> like, data just goes around going one, two, one, two, one, mom, mom, mom. Like, it, it would just, oh, that would be so cool. But yeah, data I know. Syndrome. Sorry. I know that we just went, we zoomed right Massive off topic. Tangent. But yeah, like, Mass Effect, I'm really looking forward to. And as well, my baby, my near. Oh, I want near so bad. I love. I'm. I'm. I. But I am also really scared about it because. Yeah, I'm apprehensive. It's different. It's not the near that I know and love. It's not the near that you know and love, and it's also not being developed by Platinum Games. Yeah. Um. Not that it was anything to that was bad to start. Like I know a lot of people gave near a lot of crap because of the original, but like. Um, and how it played. But I never really cared. Like, I just, I really lived for the story. Um, but I I do have a feeling that Nier Automata fans, like, Nier Automata fans going into it, into it might be like, what is this crap? Yeah, they're going to have expectations now. About yeah. what that, because of how the gameplay was done in Automata. And I feel as though, like, I think Platinum Games, the director of Nier Automata is the director of 
uh the remake the re whatever it is the re-release I, what i can't remember what they're calling it mm. it's not a remaster it's not a remake it's a new version version 1.22345 yeah. um, so yeah i think the same director is working on both so he's overseeing toy logic who are the developer and making sure that what they do is is good enough mm-hmm. but I'm i'm really curious to see how they're going to do it because like Yoko Taro's really crazy gameplay segments where it's like a text adventure or the Resident Evil uh, bit like are they going to keep those in mm. are they going to modify them some way because they're quite jarring yeah who rightly who knows is. and this is the thing right they haven't told us so when we play yeah. the game we're going to be thinking like oh how are they going to do this it's like the seven remake as well yeah. like, how are they going to do that yeah, and then they're either gonna do it really well, and we're gonna be like, "Oh, that's so cool," or we're just gonna be like, "Oh, that's how they did it." Oh no! Oh no! But yeah, um, and then I just like, sorry, I'm just going down a list at the moment. But there's gonna be a golem game. Yep, that is so cool. They haven't really shown too much about it. Though. All we've seen so far is CG trailers. I think. Oh, that's there's also be the so Hogwarts weird. game coming out this year too. The Hogwarts RPG. Oh, we don't RPG. care about Hogwarts anymore. We we shun we shun. No, the... no, they distance themselves from. <laughs> they distanced themselves <laughs> from her. <laughs> they said no. But no, I mean that, that's like the most anticipated game of this year. I yeah. think eh. it's a it's a Harry Potter. This is exactly what we were just talking about, right? I know it's a Harry Potter RPG. I know, but I'm just turned off by it. I'm just like, mm. but if they can make a Harry Potter RPG, they can make a Star Wars RPG, and yes. they can make and, the, and I'll play the Star Wars. And one. the fact that the the, uh, the Hogwarts was like the most watched trailer during any of the PlayStation Five reveal events by yeah. bar none shows you how interested the van bases would be if they did that kind of thing mm-hmm. because it was like you get to put yourself in hogwarts you get to be a student yeah it was like true. it's like what they did with um the old republic or old republic i think it is but in an offline game yeah um i mean in terms of square obviously like near replicants coming out uh bravely default 2 is coming out mm-hmm. in uh, next month i feel like I want to check it out, but I downloaded the demo. I just haven't played. I just, I don't know why, but I'm just not too keen on the art style of mm. it. It just looks odd. And I know that it's weird for me to say that and I should really give it a chance because it's probably going to have a really good story and the gameplay system is probably going to be really cool. And it's, I can't make it come across as anything other than just really being really superficial. Mm. But the art style is just really detracting me from wanting to play it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it shouldn't, but it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. I guess that's the thing. That's all you know about it at the moment is what it looks like. And if you just don't like it, like, that's just, just... I just have other like things it. that I'd rather spend my time on that I, yeah. th- that, that I do think are like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but then there's also, like, um, I mean, Elden Ring, we haven't really heard anything about. No. Which should be exciting. Um, I hope that we hear more about it this year. I mean, um, the big thing for us is whether or not we will try and get a PlayStation 5. Yeah, so that we can actually play these games. Yeah, I mean, like, Whoops. you know, we still have an original PlayStation 4 that is kind of trucking along, doing its best. And she's, she's, it's, it's, she's we're in, in that kind of ignorance is bliss phase where we don't know how good games can be we just know what we see in front of us yeah and we put up with it yeah i mean like that's it i'm really like talking us down a lot but like i just i don't care if a game plays well that's all i need like well that's I one just... of the problems with our, the playstation 4 original yeah. a lot of the later generation games don't play well don't they play have well. horrible frame rate drops <laughs> yeah but, that's like, true if you don't know any different yeah like 
I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of chalk it up to like, okay, If you don't well, sit there watching Digital Foundry comparison videos all day, then you, then you don't know how it different does, it is. It does almost feel like it put that puts like such unnecessary pressure because like... It does. And I, I remember talking with my friend about it during the whole console wars of the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, where they were constantly comparing the two and, oh, this resolution's better than that. Look at the textures, look at the shading, mm. looking at all these different things. And you're just thinking like, well... If you were playing on the supposed inferior version and you didn't know that there was a superior version, would it really matter to you? Yeah. It it probably wouldn't. But once you know that you're playing a quote-unquote inferior version, Mm -hmm. it annoys you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's the whole... It's the whole Moogle situation of Final Fantasy XV. There will be no Moogles. Oh my god, but Moogles are amazing and the Moogles should be in every game ever. They weren't in Final Fantasy X. Oh, but it still should be in every Final Fantasy ever. Well, they ever. were, just not. In a... Not in the same way. Not in a big role. Not in a big role. They're not necessary. They weren't at 13 either. But yeah. Um, I yeah, believe. They were uh, in 13 too. They were in 13 too. Yeah, Mog. Little Mug Mug. Um, but... But yeah. Uh, I mean, what else? Like, I. Cyberpunk so, 2077 could be good when they fix yeah. it. Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake oh, is coming no. out at some point. No. No. Everything I've seen and heard about that is that it's going to be abysmal. Oh, no. I remember. Am I remember, remembering correctly that it's like a basically shot for shot remake? Yeah. And they've had to delay it mm. because it looked so bad. Mm you know what the thing that i really oh yeah it is yeah i'm watching it now and i'm like yeah i i remember it's not like i forgot about it i thought that maybe that was just a remaster but like no, no it it's, is actually, it's a remake and it does not does not look good no um but uh what else was i gonna say no you know what game i'm really looking forward to hearing more about and i really hope they're working on it is that wukong game oh the um black the chinese one. one yeah that one looks. I saw. I caught. Uh, I don't think that's going to come out for years. I caught a shot of it the other day, and um, just rewatching it with Lizzie, and I was just like, oh, "This game looks so cool." Because that was like a tech demo to try and get people to join their studio, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because I've been. Oh, Kenna. Kenna looks really cute. Yeah, the one with the little puff puffs. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, they're so cute. Um, but yeah, I mean. There's a lot of like indie games that are coming mm. out that are look really cool. Um, there's this one called Open Roads where it's a mom- mother daughter um, mother daughter road trip, and they have to seek out the secrets of their family and stuff. It looks really cool. Ratchet and Clank. But that's a PlayStation Five game. It's right? a PlayStation Five. We're we're talking about PlayStation Five but games. We have to have one first. Yeah, no, is coming out on PlayStation Four. All right, Daryl's. Well, here's one for you. We have a Nintendo Switch and we have a PC. Boyfriend Dungeon. I think you will enjoy that game immensely. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. my my focus this year is going to be trying to go through my backlog. I still have not finished Yakuza Kiwami, even though I'm like on the last chapter and have been for months failure i've been playing hollow knight instead okay i'm on like 90 percent completion of that game be honest though you've been playing hollow knight but you also been playing the crap out of league of legends i have well basically the problem i have with yakuza is that 
During the day, I have limited pockets of time that、mm. I can play games, and、As、most of the time, particularly games that are not for young children. Exactly to watch. right. So I can either play in the morning for a bit, or I can play in the evening for a bit. And the problem with where I am with Yakuza is that I have a feeling that the sequence I need to see is going to be lasting for probably more than forty-five minutes.、Mm. There's going to be a lengthy fight, a sequence, a cutscene, or whatever. It's probably going to take like two hours.、Mm-hmm. I don't have two hours that I can dedicate to something. I have yeah, like pockets and like I have work I need to do as well in my actual job for the YouTube channel and everything. It's, it's hard. Life is hard. It is hard. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, so I'm going to try、oh, and get、Darryl's. to my backlog. I got、um, we've got Death Stranding to do. We've got Star Wars Squadrons, Days Gone, Doom Eternal. You've got Persona Five Royal. We've got、mm-hmm. Life is Strange Two. Yeah, I feel like there's more. There is. Our closet is chock full of stuff. At least I got level five island on Animal Crossing that I'm very happy about. Well done, five star island. I'm so proud of myself. Well done. Actually, what else am I playing? I felt like there's another game that I was playing that I. That I've just forgotten about. Just cause. <laughs> just cause. Yeah. yeah. I was play- trying to play through that at the moment. I never finished off、um, until dawn either. No. 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 But I still want to. I want to go through that again. But then you finished it. I was at the end. I did. It, I know you're basically at the end. Yeah. We we had this thing where we kind of compete with each other, and then all of a sudden, like you just、um, one of us will beat it, and then the other one is just like,、oh, I can't. Even well, it was again the, the thing, right? It's you have to commit like I don't know half an hour to an hour. To do the whole ending sequence yeah, bit, yeah, like, pretty much. Just, now that I've watched you do it, I don't feel the need to do it myself. But you still need to. <laughs> I don't. You do. No, I don't. Think about the trophies.、Uh, <laughs> you did it on my account, so I got them. No, <laughs> you bastard! You've not. You've not. Family friendly, Lauren. <laughs> you've not done any of my trophies, and I got you some. Okay.、Uh. But yeah, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. I was actually looking down at list, like kind of similar to what Lauren's doing of get games that are coming out this year supposedly. And at the moment, there's nothing really that jumps out to me. Like I feel as though I should be excited for the Horizon sequel, but I kind of got a little bit unexcited when they announced it was coming to PlayStation Four too.、Mm. Um, and then like God of War, I'm not too bothered about. I wasn't. Like massively jazzed about the original game, so like Gran Turismo Seven is one that I'm curious about. I haven't played a Gran Turismo game for years and years. Um, but like, yeah, like it, there's 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 lots of different games. I think like indie games, as Lauren said, are curious to me. Um, like Returnal is is kind of like a pseudo indie game. It's made、mm-hmm. by Housemark. It's curious because I've always been interested in their games. Yeah, because they did、um, like Super Stardust and and Dead Nation and and those kind of games.、Um, yeah, I mean, like as the year goes through, there's going to be so many, and like there's going to be tons of games that just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, we don't even know what games going to be releasing pretty much beyond March. From,、mm-hmm. Like, there's there's very few in the list I was checking. It's the Wikipedia list of like list of games in 2021. It basically stops when it gets to March. Like, no one has committed anything beyond that point. There are. Ten games they have down in the, here that have release dates after March. You've got Outriders, which just got delayed because Square Enix don't want it to release in this fiscal year anymore. There's Guilty Gear Strive, a game called Poison Control from from Nice, a game called Humankind, which is a 4K game, Near Replicant. There's a、uh, Back for Blood, which is the、uh, spiritual successor to Left for Dead. 
Deathloop, um, Hood, which is a game about Robin Hood, which actually people have been saying looks okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rune, a new Rune Factory game, and then a game called Curse of the Sea Rats. That is it. That's all we know about, mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia. And who knows, a game that released two years ago on Steam might just suddenly pop out of nowhere and we're addicted to it like Among Us. You never know. It's true. It's very true, actually. Mm. I mean, at the moment, Laura and I, as she alluded to earlier, are playing a lot of um, Wild Rift because mm-hmm. we played League, League of Legends, Legends. back uh, like probably like, I don't know, 10 years ago now it would have been, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy to think about. And it's just a nice... It's just a nice throwback to then, mm. and it gets us moving. The games are a lot shorter. That's the thing. The games are a lot shorter. League of Legends, the problem was the games could be a half an hour, even up to an hour sometimes, whereas the mobile games are typically like fifteen minutes. Mm. Done. Just pump it out. Done. It's a lot quicker. Yeah. No, I I do really like it a lot. Um, We're working our way towards gold at the moment. Uh, gold tier. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get it. We're close. You're never gonna get it. I'm never gonna get it. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it um, for this episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, Let's hope it's we gonna don't be great. Get attacked by things. So yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 26th of January. Who knows? By that point, we may have some more information about Ever Crisis, <gasps> the first soldier, their plans for the Seven remake. 16 who knows everything they're For, gonna release everything yeah, like everything's day, gonna come out in the next two weeks the day after our podcast comes out they're just gonna <laughs> be like yo or the day after we record yes that, that's always the good one too it's, yeah. it's either one or the other yeah but yeah um thanks for listening guys if you want to check out the previous episodes of the podcast then head to finalfantasyunion.com and if you enjoy what we do you can check us out on patreon at patreon.com forward slash ff union for now though it's time for us to say goodbye Bye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.